This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This Rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from superpowered menaces, the Survive This System is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Kind of an overcast day today, but what are you going to do? Okay, I think I'm going to have a short one today, but I always say that and then I end up running over most of the time. But, well, what the heck, you know? Well, I want to talk about hit points or life points, or whatever you use in your game. Mostly hit points. Other games have other ways of tracking it. Some games don't have hit points, which I find interesting. Mutants and Masterminds, I thought, was an interesting way to do it. So is Savage Worlds. Which, you to me, that's like minimum hit points. But my, what I want to know is, how, when players take damage... How much do they heal, and how do they heal, and how do you do the percentage of the heal, and things like that. What I'm referring to is things like healing potions and rest. Mostly rest. And I was just wondering, because usually the standard healing potion in D&D, in, yeah, D&D, is 1d4 plus 1, as far as I know. And, and you know, I know... Characters should always, I always think they should have at least a couple of them on them. And I know they're not easy to get. Do you make them easy to get? Do you make them hard to get? They can be pretty pricey, but me going into a dungeon or some other dangerous place without a cleric or other healer like that, or if the game system doesn't have clerics and such, you know, there's healing potions that are available to mages usually, you know, without, if you don't have somebody like that, healing potions are the way to go as far as I'm concerned. Now, first off, 1d4 plus 1 ain't much, but it keeps you going. And also there's the stabilization issue. You know, somebody goes down to zero hit points, does somebody need to stabilize? That's basically when somebody throws somebody a heal. Here, drink this, or just or pour this down their throat or whatever. And they're not so much getting heal hit points back, trying to give them hit points back so much as to stop the bleeding, to stabilize them. Now, a lot of player, a lot of characters will just be foolish and say, hey, I got one hit point back. I'm going to get up and smash this monster. No, that's not the point. Uh, 
you know, I would just have him either lie there or get him out, get him out of the way or something like that. And as far as healing goes, as how, how often, how how much do you make it available to the player characters? As far as other other than cleric healing, I've had that. I've had people who could stabilize just by using first aid. You know bandages and splints and things like that. I had a care as I've told before, I've had a necromancer character who learned a lot of lot of the learned about the lot of medical stuff just by dissecting you know, humans and others who have died in battle and as this was second edition and this is before there was a certain kit that came out for this. The book of necromancers had it, but I gave him I gave him the the healing proficiency at a decent le- at a decent sl- put enough decent slots in there so he could bind somebody's wounds in battle or something like that he wasn't a cleric but he was a, but he could heal people so it's always good to have somebody who can heal that isn't necessarily of the clerical persuasion you can have you know if you have something like that in the game i would even if it was just a a random skill system not a random but i mean you know a simple skill system i would give some kind of healing skill or something to them so they could bind wounds and things like that and sometimes that's all you need if you want to save a character binding wounds is a good thing you know you get in the heat of battle, somebody goes down and you're near them, you drag them behind a rock or a wall or something, bind their wounds, and then just keep going. You know, just stay here. That kind of thing. And how much do they get back? Say a good night's rest. There are games, later editions of D&Ds and D&D and other games, you get your whole hit points back after an, a long, what they call a long rest now. Or should we say a night's rest? Eight hours of sleep, of good sleep, will give you give you all your hit points back. Some games it's a little longer. You know, they'll be might be in the hospital or something. Some of the more modern games, it's kinda like that. I remember the old Ghostbusters RPG, your character might be a couple weeks in the hospital healing up from whatever happened out there while you're trying to bust ghosts. So you know that. Think about that. Think about how you want to deal with healing in your game and Damage and healing. And do you want to make it available to non-clerical characters, even in a limited form like that? Some people say that's anybody can bind wounds. If you can get to them, you can stabilize them. Some say you have to have like the you know the medical skill or whatever. But I would make it personally. I'd make it available to everybody who can you know you got you know how everybody knows basic first aid. So. I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to this to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail on anchor. We're monetized, so as little as ninety-nine cents a month you two can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, and Michael. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. And don't forget, I appreciate you guys a lot. All of you. The supporters and the ones listening. So, until next time...
until next time. <laughs> sometimes it's, it's I got to work up to this sometimes, you know. Uh, somebody, uh, so until next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.